0: Welcome to Sound Prints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushival. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prints for the week of October 8, 2023. We begin with a huge congratulations to Joe Elliott, a 1976 graduate of the Kentucky School for the Blind who was recently inducted into the Kentucky Broadcasters' Hall of Fame on Monday, September 25. Joe is best known for his work as a longtime talk show host on WHAS Radio, the 50,000-watt station in Louisville. He joined WHAS Radio in 1988 and for many years hosted the nighttime show from 9 p.m. to midnight, heard in 36 states across the country. Joe is now frequently heard sitting in for Tony Cruz, the morning man on WHAS, and for Terry Miners in the afternoon. Again, congratulations, Joe. October 15 is White Cane Day, but since it falls on Sunday this year, several events are planned for different days. The Ryder Shaw Award is presented each year in Louisville on or near White Cane Day and is named in honor of Tommy Ryder and Jim Shaw, both of whom were active for many years as advocates for improved transportation from TARC fixed route and paratransit services. Bill Wright, KCB's second vice president, and a longtime advocate for improved transportation and pedestrian safety for people with disabilities, is the recipient of the 2023 Ryder shaw Award. Bill will receive the award in a ceremony open to the public at 1 p.m. on Friday, October 13, in the boardroom at TARC headquarters, 1000 West Broadway in Louisville. Another White Cane event is on Thursday, October 12, at the McDowell Center, 8412 Westport Road in Louisville. The Center, along with the American Printing House for the Blind, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, and others are partnering to bring this fun event to the community. The time is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and the activities are open to the public. Participating groups will host tables and distribute information in the morning. Lunch will be at noon, with grilled hot dogs, weather permitting, followed by more activities in the afternoon. Everyone is invited to attend, so we hope you'll come out and help us celebrate White Cane Day. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will have its next meeting in Owensboro on Tuesday, October 10, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro and on Zoom. We will share information about the history of the white cane, demonstrate the basic mobility skills such as human guide, share travel experiences, and discuss some travel apps. We will also discuss a couple of eye conditions and plan for the November and December meetings including the November election. If you can't join Savvy in person, you can attend the Zoom call by dialing 669 900 6833 and entering 862 9889 6972. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind in Bowling Green has a social hour each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time on its Zoom line. Some weeks they have a speaker. Other weeks, it's Open Conversation. Their Zoom number is six six nine nine zero zero six eight three three, and the code is 763 The KCB Next Generation Chapter will hold its October business meeting on Thursday, October 12, at 8 p.m. on the KCB Chapter meeting line. The code is... 862 9889 On Friday, October 13, we'll be playing Bingo from 7 to 9 p.m. on Zoom with our friends from the Perkins Library in Boston. Everyone is invited to come and play and enjoy some great fun. Winners of each game will receive a $5 Dunkin' Donuts card from Perkins and a $5 McDonald's card from the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. We are playing on the Perkins Zoom line. Call 669-900-6833 and enter the code 617-972-7240. For more information, call KCB at 502-895-4598. The October meeting of the Kentucky Council Board of Directors will be on October 16 at 8 p.m., on the main KCB line. The meeting is open and all are welcome to attend. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites everyone to attend its next virtual support group on October 18, that's a Wednesday, at 8 p.m. on the main KCB Zoom line. Call from any computer, cell phone, or landline phone. Just dial 669-900-6833 and enter the code eight six two nine eight eight nine six nine seven two. The fall season is packed with all kinds of sports events. There's college and pro football, baseball's getting ready for the World Series, basketball fans are anxiously awaiting the start of the season, and of course high school games are happening every week. Today, the sports highlights on TV also include stories on volleyball, soccer, and other games that weren't covered much in the past. On Friday, October 20, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you to talk sports with us at Roundabout. This is a hybrid event, so if you're in the Louisville area, come to the United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street from 4.30 to 8.30 p.m., Or join us on Zoom from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. We'll enjoy pizza at 5 for dinner and we'll socialize with friends in person until 6.30 when we join the Zoom line. To sign up for pizza and to let us know if you would like a carryout, call us at 502-895-4598. Remember, the cost of dinner is $6 per person. And if you're coming in person, be sure to make your return rides between 8.45 and 9.00 p.m. The Tri-State Library users will hold its book club and business meeting on Saturday, October 21 at 11 a.m. on the KCB main Zoom line. The book we are reading this month is Death by Jack-O-Lantern and Abby McCree Mystery by Alex Morgan. It is available on both Bookshare and BARD, so start reading now and join us for a Halloween meeting. Going once, going twice, sold. It's time for the Kentucky Council of the Blind's Golden Jubilee Auction. Dress in your finest top hat and evening attire and come hunt for the next treasure, gadget, or sweet treat in your life. Our auction will be held Saturday, November 4, 2023 at 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. Mark your calendars and plan to attend this exciting event as the Kentucky Council of the Blind celebrates its 50 golden years of accomplishments. Proceeds will benefit the Kentucky Council of the Blind and items may be designated for the proceeds to be split with one of our nine chapters. Do you enjoy baking, crafting, or own designer items or collectibles? Do you enjoy giving to a wonderful cause that helps those who are blind or losing their vision become more independent? Please consider donating an item to our auction or contributing to our shipping costs. Donations for items can be made now through October twenty. You can elect to have the proceeds from your donated item split with one of our nine chapters. Eastern Kentucky Council of the Blind, Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky Anna, KCB Next Generation, Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision, Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind, Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind, and Tri-State Library Users. If you would like to donate any items for a specific chapter, please be sure to indicate that information when you contact us. You may make a donation by calling 502-895-4598 or emailing us your description at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Donations of items are accepted from now through October twenty. Please contact us prior to donating an item. Please keep on the lookout for more information, including our lineup of items and how to participate. We'll see you on Saturday, November 4, and happy bidding. Here's information on the upcoming Kentucky Council of the Blind Conference and Convention. KCB Golden Jubilee 50 years of accomplishments, Kentucky Council of the Blind, 50th annual conference and convention. This is your invitation to participate as an exhibitor or sponsor in the 2023 Conference and Convention of the Kentucky Council of the Blind to be held Friday to Sunday, November 17 to 19, 2023, at the Best Western Louisville East Inn and Suites, 9802 Bunsen Way in Louisville. The convention will also be virtual on the Zoom platform and live streamed on the internet. Our theme is KCB Golden Jubilee, 50 Years of Accomplishments, and you are invited to participate as an exhibitor or sponsor, whether you live nearby or across the country. Our exhibit and sponsorship opportunities are perfect ways for businesses, agencies, service providers, nonprofit organizations, and individuals to let attendees and listeners across Kentucky and around the nation know about products and services. Convention attendees are interested in low vision, audio, and braille products, technology, resources, and services for people with vision loss and of course gift ideas for the holidays. They want to know about health and wellness programs, training opportunities, education and library programs, and much more. Sponsorships. Become a conference sponsor. There's a sponsorship to fit every budget. Sponsors at the $100 level and above will receive free program time as shown below. Sponsors will also be listed prominently in the convention program on the KCB website and on the KCB news email list. All sponsors will be acknowledged during the convention and on sound prints. Door prizes and auction items. Even if you cannot attend our convention in person or on Zoom, you can donate a door prize or an auction item. Door prize drawings may take place during a specific session or event based on your wishes. The 2023 KCB auction will take place on November 4 and will be a Zoom-only event. Auction donors will be prominently recognized both in the pre-auction publicity and during the auction when their items come up for bid. Hotel Accommodations Hotel accommodations for the convention are available at the Best Western Louisville East Inn and Suites, 9802 Bunsen Way in Louisville. Rates are $94 a night plus tax for up to four people per room. Rooms are spacious and have microwaves, small refrigerators, coffee makers, and free coffee for your convenience. Free breakfast in the lobby and free use of the indoor swimming pool and fitness center are included with your night stay. Subject to availability, rooms will be upgraded to business suites at no additional charge. Check-in time is 3 p.m. and checkout is 11 a.m. Make reservations by calling 502-499-0000 by Thursday, November 9. Registration It's time to register for the KCB Golden Jubilee Convention by calling 502-895-4598. Use your debit or credit card to register as an exhibit or sponsor by November 4 in order to ensure that you are listed in the Conference and Convention Program. Please indicate whether you will participate in person or on Zoom and your preference for date and time. This will be considered as much as possible as we create the conference schedule. You are also welcome to register as an attendee. Ask for more information when you call. Have questions? Need more information? Contact us by email at kcb at kentucky-acb.org or call us at 502-895-4598. This week on page 2, we're bringing you the second part of the ACB Board of Directors' review of the 2023 Strategic Plan. As was true last week, you will hear ACB President Deb Cook-Lewis and ACB Interim Executive Director Dan Spoon discussing the goals set in that plan, line by line, and then responding to questions and comments by members of the ACB Board. This is a good way to discover what ACB is doing and what is being accomplished. This session was held on Friday, September 29 in Jacksonville, Florida. If you missed part one of this meeting on the October 1 sound prints, you will find it in your podcasts or on the KCB information line by dialing 773-572-6318 from any phone. There's a little overlap between last week's information and this new file, so don't be alarmed if you recognize some repeated details from the October 1 presentation. Thank you for listening to SoundPrints. We hope you enjoy this week's program and that you'll be back with us next week for more information. And now for page two. Page two.
1: This afternoon, we're going to review the, uh, where we are with the strategic goals of the organization. So we're going to kind of bring this down to home and see how we're doing.
2: The next one back uh, is training for members.acb.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cindy Hollis is going to do some training with uh, guidance from Nancy uh, Becker on, uh, on uh, members.acb.org. Uh, Nancy, how many people do we have on members.acb.org now? Is it? Are we over five thousand? Yeah.
3: Give me one. Give me one minute. She's okay. looking she'll, up She'll give us, she'll on give you. us an I exact number. Number for you guys. <laughs> okay, but
2: but it has truly grown, and this is where members can go on, see their information, change their addresses, do things. It's obviously integrated with our uh, convention registration database, also being used now for the DC leadership conference registration. So we're. Continuing to try to develop that as a place where members can go and update their own information and and see their information, Mm -hmm. see how much they've donated, you know, different types of things like that.
1: And where this specifically comes up every year is at convention time, because if people were... Able and comfortable uh, to the extent their skills and technology permit. I recognize that's not everyone But if those who could um, Would could go up there and look for their uh, convention information. They would find all their zoom links They would find all their room listings They would find all their stuff they need because it's all up there and we have to parse it all down and get it to other formats, and obviously sometimes we are able to do that really easily, and sometimes we get a little stressed with it. So so if we can get people to use this resource, um, we can provide a lot more information to everyone, as Dan says. Yep. So mm-hmm.
2: 5,500
3: gonna... active users. Yeah,
1: 5,500
4: so active So we continue users. to grow. We have mm-hmm. a
1: lot of people. Give him raise, and he can give get two seconds in there.
4: I've been noticing this recently that a lot of affiliates don't have any idea how to use AMMS for to their for their own uses, and also uh, the coordination between members uh, and the and their database that they uh, maintain is probably not a hundred percent congruent. Mm-hmm. So I sure. think there needs to be some training for the affiliates on how to use members as well you know as well as the uh, donor perfect you know AMMS uh for you know to keep everything copacetic and also for them to uh, maximize their use of the AMMS system.
1: Yeah, I don't know why I used to do a membership for our affiliate and I have no idea anymore why I would even keep my own database because I can add extra fields to AMMS and if I keep weird definitions of things or whatever that are unique to my affiliate or that I think are um, then I can put those in there and, and it's so reliable. So I agree with you, Doug, that if, there's, if, if there are people still... Yeah, no, I don't think it requires being that tech-savvy. It's just a database. So, you know, if if we have people who are still struggling, part of it is officers turn over a lot. I've been amazed at how often the presidents are. Every week, Cindy has new presidents on her president's list, and I know some of that is about elections, but goodness, it's crazy. So, yeah. Hey, Dale. This is Kenneth. Kenneth.
4: Uh, I want to ask about uh, those two uh, platforms that Doug just mentioned. Once uh, we had a conversation about, uh, like, say I update my member information mm-hmm. on the, our website, but then, or any member might do that. And then when the treasurer submitting information, uh, inputting information, having outdated information, and what are we doing about leaving that information? We are
1: coming and confiscating the treasurer's keyboard <laughs> at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a, always a challenge when people, when people do things without actually verifying those changes. We run into that with a Braille forum format, for example, often, where the right. member calls and says how they want that, and then the person who's managing their membership does what they think. Yeah. yeah.
2: And we even have the challenge of if you're a member of three affiliates, the first affiliate puts you down as one format, <laughs> right? And then the next affiliate hammers right over it with a different, different format. format. So yeah, yeah. It's, so it, we, it is. It is, it a, is constant, a challenge
5: yeah.
3: there. Yeah, yeah yes. Nancy wants. Yeah, go. Ahead.
2: Nancy's got a comment. This is passionate for Nancy. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I do have a comment because I will say that the people who sometimes are using MMS are so the membership records people. Mm -hmm. They don't follow up with their members to see if there's any new information and they just go and put in there what is been in there for three years. So I I would really encourage if somebody's in charge of member records that they're asking their members if they've changed their address, if they've changed their phone number, email address and such. Mm -hmm. It would be very helpful for everybody.
1: Yeah, I did just a chapter last year, and I thought I knew everybody and where they lived and all that, and I called the ones that I hadn't just checked into lately, and by golly, I had two or three changes that were legitimate that we would have missed. So Mm -hmm. really, you have to go through and actually do this.
2: But back to Doug's original question, I... Uh, Donna Brown, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, if we can get Donna a microphone. Well,
5: I have one. Video. She already I has one. She's I, I
2: want I be a testimonial for Mountain State, and you guys are now using AMS for everything, right?
5: Uh, yes. Also, blind teachers is mm-hmm. is and one thing. This was was not my question, so I hope I remember my question. <laughs> after, after Sorry, Donna <laughs> Anyway, no. Um. So. Especially blind teachers, because that's Mm -hmm. where the thought came from. We're uh, begging, requiring, whatever, all of our members to fill out the membership form again, because we've added a whole different, uh, an Mm -hmm. additional section that that will be for AABT purposes Mm -hmm. only. You know, we get calls for people who are losing vision, they want to still go into teaching, but how, you know, what can they do? So I, I want to be able to match members with, mm-hmm. with the, the request. Well, I don't know what a lot of our members... How'd uh, don't you know. Yeah. So our our people, that's another section that I have on there. But, the, I mean, obviously that's only AABT, but there's other special interest affiliates or even state affiliates, you know, who, who have Mountain State Council is going to do the same thing. We're going to put on... Uh, An additional part that will ask, you know, about like, I don't know how it's going to be worded, but like resources or whatever those people have to offer. Because then when we get a call and say, you know, I I, I need to know, I, I need a new, you know, magnifier. Well, I need, I can't help them. So I can match them up with one of our members who uses magnification or portable magnifiers or, or whatever. So it's another way, though, of getting updated information because mm-hmm. that, that requires them to fill that part out, too, the membership part, as well as the additional you know, fields that we want for our affiliate. I don't know if that's what you're Yeah, and, and you're
2: these are those. extra fields that you're using yes, would, inside right. of they AMS. They would be additional yeah. fields. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. But yeah. you can yeah. define for your affiliate, right? Mm-hmm. including the ability to identify if you have multiple chapters. You could identify yeah. your chapter mm-hmm. yeah. within mm-hmm. your affiliate, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, gives you that functionality. So
5: can mm-hmm. I ask my questions? since I have the mic in my hand? Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry,
2: um, your time is up.
5: <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the mic that, that does that. There's, there's, no, uh, it's not the
2: Ray mic. You no, can no. go ahead.
5: No, with the members.org, I mean, I guess a, a person can try to log on there and see if they have a... Uh, an account, but I was going to talk about this at our our convention next week, and I was going to um, have a laptop there and be able to offer to help members to see if they have an account. Is there some way to to find out other than trying to log on as to whether a member has an account on members. org? I mean, is, is that the only way you find out? Is get on there and try to pretend to log in, or I don't know. I know I have an account, yeah. but.
2: Back to you, Nancy.
3: The reason I'm hesitating is I know I can, as an administrator, try to go in there to see if somebody is already um, has an account, but I don't know. I don't think we can, though. I don't know if you can. I mean, you could try to randomly put their email address in to see if something pops up. If they are in members.acb.org and they're associated with your affiliate, you should be able to go into AMMS and see them. So if they're not associated with you, then you could not see it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you could. So see as long as they're associated, they don't have to be a member of your affiliate. Just associated with you. Oh, oh okay. And yeah. that and that's one of the things that I say is if somebody doesn't renew their membership this year, don't disassociate them with you guys because they could potentially mm-hmm. want to see your, you know, newsletter that you have. How
6: do you, how do you
3: go find that? Just get your affiliate up,
1: and
6: you'll. So see So when them.
3: you're in your affiliate under records. Everyone that's associated with you will show
6: up. Terry and then Denise. Terry. I'm just wondering, is there a way that when a change is made to a member's uh, profile in there, is there a way that we could set up that it would automatically send them like a confirmation, in which case they would see what what their subscription is to the Braille forum or if there is an address change or something, and so that they could just confirm it. I'm wondering if there's a mechanism through which we could automatically do that.
1: Well, I'm not sure why you would. It's not the person who's making the change that's causing the problem. It's the person who comes in later and changes it back without researching whether the change is right or not. Right. but
6: what? Yes. But what I'm saying is, okay, I belong to four affiliates. Right, right. Say, and I'm in there under each one of them and somebody goes in and makes a change on the BRL one for me is there a way for me to get an automatic confirmation Mm -hmm. from the system Mm -hmm. or could there be a way for me to get an automatic confirmation from the system so that I know that what is in there for me is correct.
1: The difference is that you've made that change, and what I'm really concerned about, I know what you're asking, and that makes sense, but what I'm very concerned about is that most of our members don't realize this is going on behind the scenes, and then they're going to suddenly get these emails that said a change was made in your account, um, and you didn't, you know, obviously initiate it, and I think that's going to create panic, actually, so... I don't think I I get what you're saying. I think it's just really incumbent on our people, our officers, our membership chair people, to do a better job. Uh Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Denise. Yeah, I was just going to say the other problem um, every year
0: is that um, as much as your uh, person who is um, you know updating all of your MMS information for your affiliate. Tries when they're not given the right, right. information right. from their local yeah. chapters, yeah. it becomes a real problem.
1: Right. Yeah, yep. yep. that's where De- the issue definitely. really is. Sure. It, it's yeah. a
2: three level deal, yep. no mm-hmm. doubt about it, Denise.
7: Mm-hmm. Um, um, actually, another um, suggestion I'd like to see maybe explored is so let's say um, Illinois goes in and makes a change for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a member of several other affiliates. Is there a way a confirmation or something could be sent to the other affiliates membership person mm-hmm. that I'm mm-hmm. part of to say, hey, this change was made, you might want to take a look mm-hmm. and make sure mm-hmm. you update your records accordingly? Is there any way we could do something like that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, Or at least if it would flag it to that first affiliate that says it impacts all these. Yeah yeah there might be some
2: way to do that yeah. what at least in my days when I was when I was uh, working in the for profit side of the of the world mm-hmm. where where master data gets better and that's what we're really talking about is individuals' master data the more we use it and the more we find you know it will get better because it'll be a value to people mmm so I think that's part – the more we can tie this to functions inside of ACB and mm-hmm. people are actively using it, then I believe it, it will, it will, in a way, kind of cure itself. But it, it that's what makes master data better is, is using it.
3: So I yeah. will say what you'll see tomorrow is we have better demographics on our members, and you'll see that in the numbers tomorrow. So I will say that there are people in charge of members' records – that are taking advantage of what is in there. So I would like to say thank you to those who've done that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'd like to thank MCAC and membership uh, get, for working and collaborating together to get out and do some training, and they're going to do some more with affiliates around the demographic collection. So yeah. you'll, you'll be hearing more about that from them over right. time.
2: But I do think the more we could get affiliates using AMS to be their official database, That's the better the data will get. Because now you're not putting it in one place and then transferring it mm. to another. and mm. Yeah. Mm. So that needs to be one of our efforts as a collective board is to really mm. encourage people to use AMS as their official affiliate mm-hmm. database. So All right, I'm going to, if it's okay, yes. m- back up the. Yep. T- okay, I just wanted to mention ACB Link and give a shout out to Jeff Bishop uh, and team who really did a good job before the convention this year of releasing a new version of ACB Link which we received a lot of positive feedback uh, from the surveys and just uh, with people letting us know that it, it really uh, was, a, was a nice release and really helped people uh, navigate the convention and other activities. So mm-hmm. working to provide more enhancements in that area as we move forward. So if you have things that you would like to see ACB Link do for us that it's not doing now, contact Deb and let her know what those things are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. She'll well, keep
2: a list for us, yeah.
1: We actually do know of a few things we'd like it to do, so we're we're working on those. Yeah. Okay.
2: Great. All right. And All right. then um, acb.org and we talked about members.acb.org again we have to continue to maintain those and grow those and uh, you know, we have our ongoing relationship with Louisville Web Group where we're working on maintenance and enhancements on a uh, on a continuous basis. Uh, but still, there's uh, there's opportunity there in both the acb.org and, and members.acb.org areas as we move along, and so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that you know, probably a little more uh, with Rick and team on some uh, opportunities to improve our overall IT la- landscape in the future. So you'll probably hear some of those opportunities during our budget discussions here. Uh, in the
8: next couple of months. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So that's it for Dave, that, Erin. Yes, David snapping his finger Oh, David's got, I mean, David
8: Scott, looking for David. Still away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this might not be the appropriate time, but it's in my mind, and you just brought it up. Acb dot org. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do realize there's <laughs> some issues there with Louisville Web Group, but there's also issues with acb dot org. I would like to see us have a team put together. To evaluate ACB.org, mm-hmm. I will give you an example. It's very convoluted. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the annual report. Dan, you was in the meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, we we knew there was annual reports through 2021. Right. Well, when I went and searched, I found a whole group below 2018. Well, I knew that couldn't be right, so I got with Nancy. And sure enough, 2021 is there. Uh, which it's would be under last about us or something? It's in right. a different yeah, area. It's in, right. it's in yeah. a different yeah. yeah. area. So yeah. Yeah. We, we're getting very convoluted on some of this stuff, and I think we really need a team to evaluate what we have uh, because we we've got a lot of great information there. But if you can't find it, it's no good. Right. Yep. It's a behemoth. acb.org is. Is there and is there some
2: things we can do to? to again streamline it. I think we made great progress here four or five years ago when we launched the new ACB.org, but there's definitely opportunity to improve our content management. Yep.
1: Yeah. And since we'll be looking at the whole of ACB.org, that'll be one of the pieces under that. I want to oh. throw one more thing up, and yeah. that is
2: yeah. groups.io, you know, we mm-hmm. kind of gloss over these things, but if you all can remember a couple of years ago, the, the issues we were having with email, and I I, I want to say that moving to the Groups.io platform, it's not perfect, and occasionally if people's servers go down, they get bounced and those type of things. But in general, it has been a much better and stable environment for us to work in. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's really yeah. done an excellent job, and it's really allowed our staff to very quickly be able to see who's assigned to what groups and what committees, all in one consolidated place. So. Mm-hmm. We, we do some things right, and we do them right. We don't pat ourselves on the back enough. So it just thanks to Rick and everybody for their works with Group.io. Mm-hmm. Okay.
8: Oh,
2: David's hands okay. up again. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, Vanna's busy. <laughs> Vanna's having a brownie. <laughs>
8: well, I'm, I am. That Deb told me to get as close to the door as I could so I wouldn't interrupt the meeting. Actually, this this is a... <laughs> Uh, a positive, negative. Uh, several years Jeez. ago,
1: <laughs> God. several right. years
8: ago, the positive thing happened. Yes. We had a gentleman agree to sponsor, I think there's a $500 or so license fee for ACB Link annually. Mm-hmm. And he committed to do that annually. Right. And my understanding is nobody contacts him. And also, that would also make him a major giver. And he has not been recognized for that as well. <laughs> so, um, you know... we're we, uh, I don't think it's intentional because this is kind of an oddity, but we do need to set us up a way to follow up on these things because, uh, uh, you know, I know he's got that wallet ready to, you know, All right, pop well, that five out. I think I might know
2: who you're talking about, David, so we'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. thank, thank you for uh, his uh, contributions over the years.
1: Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, So our next item is the uh, development and implement of the host training programs for the community events, national partners. And there's a number of things under that, but do you want to just kind of summarize that whole thing? Yeah,
2: this this is the whole area of continuing uh, to uh, develop, and I know we have Ray and Donna both here from our community support committee. Uh, But, you know, working really hard to kind of, again, formalize our host training with uh, a whole series of uh, training courses that are now offered for our hosts. Uh, Hosts uh, have monthly check-ins that help keep their certifications current, and our facilitators have quarterly check-ins And I think, again, we'll have some more opportunities tomorrow to update the expectations guidelines for community events. So, um, again, just continuing to build out that uh, platform and really make it – you know, as robust as we can. Well,
1: and so, I think this was specific yeah. also to the piloting with, with whether we were going to try to train a provider.
2: Yes, and uh, then we have, yeah. uh, you know, have reached out beyond, I'll say, our internal folks, and we now have, uh, you know, we have weekly, uh, I believe they're weekly, uh, calls mm-hmm. with... Um, Vespero and... blind, blind yeah. shell. Blind Blindshell. Uh, the whole foundation and others that are, uh, you know, kind of outside of our area, but, well, but related to our field and are now providing uh, content to our platform. And
1: then the CEU exploration. And then CEUs,
2: we've kind of continued to work on the CEUs a little bit. You know, we've kind of gone back and forth. Is that really the best platform to do CECs or CEUs? Yeah. And can you really, um, again, how do you manage it and maintain it? And, you know, we offer CEUs now, of course, with our conference and convention. uh, But, you know, so that's still under investigation.
7: Right. Um, Wanted to just, yeah, just wanted to mention that... uh, uh, along with that, uh, the formalizing, the host training with the check-ins and stuff. Uh, the other thing that we do, a couple other things I just would mention, we are doing facilitator check-ins also mm-hmm. so that they have an opportunity to uh, get some help. And then we are, the committee is actually, I don't know if Cindy included this or that in her report, but I haven't read it all yet. But uh, basically uh, uh, we are looking at a few things like um, we've got, for example, hosts that, you know, are on our list, but they haven't hosted in, like, a long time, or maybe even ever, but they're there, and they've been trained, they just haven't hosted, and so we're looking at, we're looking at some ways to kind of clean some of that up as well, um, too, and so those those are some things that the committee is definitely looking at. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you, Ray.
1: The next item is expand um, DEIA, which is diversity, equity, uh, inclusion, and accessibility throughout ACB's um, operations. Yep. Um, so the membership demographics, uh, which we'll be talking about tomorrow. Right.
2: We have a commitment as part of a resolution that we report out to the board and our members our demographics, and we'll be doing that tomorrow.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, uh, the MAPS uh, program that we did last year, and that's evolved into the Inspire uh, program this year with the new people in that.
2: Yep, very much. And, uh, you know, shout out to Kenneth and Donna and Donna mm-hmm. and Cheryl and yeah. the whole MAPS-P program that got started for us last year with our pilot program. And now we have the Inspire Uh, Mentor-Mentee Program with their guides and explorers, and that's just launched here for for its second year. Mm -hmm. And so it's been, uh, I think, very well received and a real way for us to develop leaders inside the organization. So Mm -hmm. thanks thanks so much to each of you.
1: Yeah. Uh, Increased Spanish language participation through uh, major ACB events. Um, So we had uh, the Uh, uh, for the convention, and uh, we will be having for the gala.
2: Right, so again, with the resolution that was passed, plus conversations we have with Multicultural Affairs and the Hispanic Subcommittee, of which Gabriel lopez Cafati is the chair, Gabe can speak to this, Mm -hmm. but we have tried to really make a commitment towards Spanish language, so we had Spanish language translations Mm -hmm. and podcasts for all of the virtual portion of the D.C. Leadership Conference, all four days. Mm -hmm. And then for the ACB Conference and Convention, we had Spanish language. Uh, We had all of our um, resolutions and bylaws were presented in both English and Spanish. We had them translated uh, for all of the four nights of discussions on resolutions and bylaws, business portion of the virtual convention, uh, portion of the convention and then in the hybrid portion we did all of our general sessions uh, we did the banquet uh, in both English and Spanish and so I, I think we really made a, a strong commitment towards Spanish language in those efforts and then for the first time here on November 14th we will be broadcasting the AD Awards Gala the third annual in both English and Spanish. And we've been working a lot with uh, Decapta and uh, Gabe and, and team to really bring uh, a real quality video in both English and Spanish. And I'm gonna let Gabriel say a few words because he's been instrumental in making all this happen.
9: Thanks, Dan. And uh, um, yeah, I, I think it is very palpable to, to, to see how we have grown in just a few years. Just a couple years ago, this was just an idea, and we have evolved. We started, like Dan said, with um, our first. uh, Well, actually, we started last year. Swatha and I were doing the uh, the uh, quick like recaps after each um, after each day at uh, at our um, leadership meeting, and um, we transitioned into a full interpretation. Simultaneous interpretation, uh, which was a big endeavor, both technologically, talent-related, um, logistically related, etc., and uh, we we had uh, the privilege of, uh, counting, of having some of our very own uh, community members, uh, some you know bilingual and uh, professional interpreters who are blind and visually impaired. And then from there, we transitioned into just, you know, that big leap into just making it very, very um, official and making it where we contracted with a company. We got a lot of leads through our interpreters and we were able to secure um, very affordable in, uh, somewhat simultaneous interpretation. We're also working with another company who's doing uh, translation um we've all learned so much in this process because you know translation is actually when we translate like uh dan said like the um resolutions and anything that is in writing uh interpretation is live uh, interpretation of our events and it's uh simultaneous and um uh, like dan said we have a lot of um we're very excited with all the uh, work that has been put into the audio description gala that's coming up in November, mm-hmm. simultaneously broadcast in Spanish and English and Spanish with the participation of a lot of notables in the, um, I would say, celebrity, Hispanic celebrity world, uh, including a collaboration with, um, if if anyone's interested in following her, um, Catarina Rivera, her name, uh, her her. Her handle goes, she goes, uh, she's um, uh, hard of hearing and uh, legally blind, so she's low vision. And she goes by the Blindish Latina. And um, she's huge on social media, over 20,000 followers on Instagram. And she's uh, promoting our audio description gala. She recorded a video for us that's being circulated. And um, like Dan said, the CAPTA is providing the human talent. To make sure that we put a quality event in Spanish and uh, I think from here uh, there's no there's no going back I think from here we're just going to continue our growth Um, the committees or the subcommittees next uh, big big plan is to and we started already is to um, at some point uh, make sure that we have a a bilingual um, acb.org where you can you know click a button said you know for espanol and uh, you can get um, at least we want to start with the most important pages of the website and the committee is hard at work on it and we're just waiting to see after the actual main english um, website is is revamped or reorganized then we we want to follow up with with spanish content but in the meantime we're working on it and that's our next big big project.
3: Ray before Duck. Okay.
7: Well, this uh, actually um, uh, one of the other things I you know, I think the what we've done with Spanish is just tremendous. But I also don't want to miss what we've done making CART more available uh, for our folks mm-hmm. that need that. It's uh, been very. Uh, it's been uh, something that we've evolved over the last mm-hmm. few years, and I'm really glad to see that being made available for our major mm-hmm. um, events. So, um, kudos to the, uh, to the team on that. Um, and that, that was a that smiley comment.
1: Yeah, we basically did CART uh, this year for everything at the convention that we did uh, Spanish for, and then we did CART additionally for the SASI sessions um that they that they held as part of convention which we didn't do spanish for um but uh but everything that was um translated for spanish was also made available through cart so we have a pretty parallel uh, program with cart naturally getting a little bit more to accommodate a specific group of people but um but basically their their parallel commitments.
2: yeah and and along with that and then we'll recognize Doug I, I keep saying you have to be. We all have to be intentional about this. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just automatically happen, right? We have to really put programs in place to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And part of that was even um, uh, Rick, uh, more in reaching out and bringing in Bryn Lee, to really be responsible for our assisted listening devices at this year's convention, where mm-hmm. we had a person dedicated. To just making sure that our hard of hearing community would have working assisted listening devices. So again, you have to be intentional about it. But it there is there is a financial price for this, but it's the right thing to do. It was Doug. Yeah. Okay. Following up on that, I, I don't want to make this
4: financially uh, motivated, mm-hmm. but my question is: How uh, do we have any idea how many people? are availing themselves of the Spanish version and do and do we know uh, beyond that, do we know who are we gathering new people you know as opposed to people, you know
2: Right I, It's fuzzy and, and Rick may have some data on this we do have our podcast in Spanish that we can now start tracking and seeing how many people download the podcast The acb media and having a dedicated channel in spanish on acb media i think was a little bit could have been a little misrepresenting how many people of i'll say spanish uh um spanish language requirements were listening because i think there were many of us that were just Checking hopping over out. there to yeah. check it out to see oh this is so cool it's in spanish yeah, so i'm <laughs> uh but gabe and i talk about this a lot it's you know do you build build the bridge and then they'll cross the river, or do you wait for them to be drowning in the river before you start building the bridge? You know, I, it's one of those type of things that, you know, if you build it, they will come. So I think we have to put the building blocks in place so we can go out as an organization and say we can commit to having this available in Spanish and in cart. The Lord answer,
8: Doug is that it's trending up. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But it's not going to help, help our, our our membership directly just doing it because we don't get any data on people. So um, we we you don't have to sign in to listen to ACB Media, for example, or whatever. Yeah. But you know what we could probably do is put a little organizational um, information to that channel. That's maybe over and above what we do or maybe we do it on all channels because we have people uh, listening who come to listen to the convention who aren't registered for the convention, etc. Et so maybe we need to think about having a little between-session programming um, about the organization as, as part of that. That might be something that would help us give people a way to know how to get in touch with us uh, in the various ways that you could. Part of the challenge is that although you're doing these things in Spanish, we don't always have. I mean, we don't have our Facebook in Spanish. We don't have, you know. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things where it breaks down if you're really depending on the language. If you just appreciate getting it that way, but you're still comfortable with using the other resources, um, you know, we we don't yet have parallel programming in any alternative language. So mm-hmm. that's a challenge.
9: Uh, so yeah, Doug. Uh, the the like Rick said that the trend is upward, and um, a lot is also word of mouth, and a lot is uh, the promotion that we do. Even um, if you're not Spanish speakers, uh, I I actually encourage everyone to promote the service because uh, especially if you live in in states or cities with high concentrations of uh, blind population. Um, We've seen yeah, a, a, a bigger um, participation in, obviously, states like Florida, California, Texas, uh, Virginia, um, Washington State, uh, Illinois. But the important thing also is, like yeah. Dan says, um, you know, this these were conversations that we had, and we, we, uh, we used a lot of the metaphor of, you know, the chicken or the egg. What, what do we sure. do first? Do we gather the people and have them on hold and say yeah it's coming or do we offer it and then start promoting Mm so right now kelly and i were working a lot on on the promo aspect of things and we're establishing a lot of partnerships with uh, for example once which is um, the big uh, blindness organization in spain and, big bucks. Um, they could fund this if they want to. Yes, Get absolutely. The they do have lots of money, yeah. and uh, and also um, through contacts that we acquired through um, through Kim Kim Charlson, we mm-hmm. also have been in contact with uh, ULAC, which is the Unión Latinoamericana de Ciegos, mm-hmm. which is um, also a big cause because there's there's the the thing uh, Doug, that we 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 still we're still in the process of defining if we are only reaching out to members within the u s mm-hmm. who have the need for Spanish content or if we want to cross borders and make sure that we promote um, our Spanish content to people's to people in who live in Latin America and Spain mm-hmm. so. So it's, it's, it's a growing process, but we do see, uh, and, I'm, and I myself have become a little bit of a Hispanic stalker. I, I, every time I hear a Hispanic last name that I had not heard in ACB, I immediately start sending a message to Cindy. Uh, Cindy, do you know such and such? Can you, con- can you send them my contact information? Good. Okay. <laughs> or, or, or even with um, you know everyone uh, uh, else, like mm-hmm. Kenneth connected me with one of our... Um, scholarship recipients in the summer from texas who is uh, hispanic so yeah i'm, I'm, I'm doing You're a friendly that stalker. yeah i am i am <laughs> okay we
1: need to wrap up so t- i believe terry was next and then that's it so terry oh no
9: doug we had doug too,
2: oh, I'm
6: just,
2: oh go ahead terry I'm just, terry and then doug okay.
6: yeah Ter- go ahead terry i, I was just going to suggest um have we done anything about reaching out to the uh deaf and deafblind communities Organizations within the U.S., even um, like N.A. National Association of the Deaf, the one that used to be S-H-H-H but I can't think of the name of now, Uh, and and even some of our affiliates. Um, One of the largest population uh, per capita populations of deaf blind people, for instance, in this country is Lafayette, Louisiana. Right, that's true. Um, That maybe we should be looking at. You know, pulling in maybe the Louisiana Council, uh, something like that. And I'm wondering maybe if we could get advertising out to them, um, you know, for people who are having hearing loss, whether it's in English or in Spanish, um, we could get a lot more. uh,
1: Yeah, we don't have the Spanish in, I mean, we don't have captioning for Spanish. So we only have captioning in English. So um, just to be aware, yeah, we need to we need to do more outreach everywhere for sure. Doug, did you have a final?
4: I, I did. Thanks. Item? Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking um, maybe I've missed it as an affiliate president. Is there programming on uh, ACB Media on a sort of a, a a section of programming that's on an ongoing basis? So you could send us a you know you could send us a promotion and say you know here's where you can find. ACB's uh, Hispanic uh, broadcasting. Right and now, we don't s- have that
1: yet. We don't okay. have
4: them. But that's.
1: Yeah, okay, when we have good. them, we would. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. yeah. yeah and we do have the to... podcasts. They're listed in the convention um, podcasts, but we don't have other programming other than there's a. I think there's a Spanish 101 class in the community, but that's not really what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Sure. But, no, but, but on our podcast feed, we do have a, a podcast. Channel ded, dedicated channel for to Spanish, for right. Spanish, right, Rick? Yes. yes.
8: yes. All, the, all the Spanish
1: podcasts are. In. Right. So yeah. we do have that, and you do have that publicized. you can direct people to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. Let's take a break. All right, break. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind,
0: or you need information on resources for people with vision loss. Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. American American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.